It's time to lead the people. The show for aspiring leaders at every level. If you want to boost your self-confidence, get noticed, and maximize your impact by leading others, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Matt Pepsel. Ready to lead? Follow me. My very special guest today is the Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author of the book Legendary, and an Atlanta-based business relationship and mindset coach, started his 20-year corporate career at one of the largest financial consulting firms in the world. And while at the top of his career, he experienced a transformational moment that inspired him to walk away from the corporate world to change his life and follow his true calling. He is Tommy Breedlove. Welcome to the show, Tommy. Thank you, my brother. Grateful and humbled to be here. And you are a kind and flexible gentleman. <laughs> I appreciate you, Tommy. I, I wonder if you might get us started, you know, becoming, before becoming an author and a coach, as I mentioned in your intro, you talked, I talked about how you had this impressive career in the corporate world, but then uh, can you tell us a little bit about that last corporate gig and, and that transformational experience that landed you on your new path? Yeah. So I'll start with the, um, I'll start with the transformation. So here I was 36 years old, had the shiny cuff links, the tailor-made suit, the corner office that was the size of a football field that literally looked down on the city of Atlanta. And I thought fame, money, success, and power would light me up, man and uh, make me happy because I come from very humble beginnings. And uh, when that didn't light me up and make me happy, I turned to all the dark side of life. So think Wolf of Wall Street lifestyle. I literally lived that for three years because the money and the power of the status didn't satisfy me. And I thought that's what I wanted. And so it just got darker and darker. And I found myself literally laying in a ditch in downtown Atlanta, looking up at the bright blue sky one day, wondering, how did I get here? And I was probably doing some multi-million dollar M&A deal or some financial audit the, year, the week before. And at that point, I decided to transform my life. And let me tell you what I realized at that time. So I grew up very humbly, right? And so um, I grew up around a lot of abuse, a lot of violence, and I was scheduled to be the first person in my family to graduate college. And instead, at 18 years old, committed a violent crime. And literally was looking at seven years in prison. So you've got this transformation at 36 and you've got this issue at 18, right? So those are two massive pivotal transformation points in my life. But thank God it was uh, dropped the two, two heavy misdemeanors. I was sentenced to two years and spent my 19th birthday incarcerated. And luckily, an African-American gentleman crossed racial lines. He, he tutored me. He loved me. He like mentored me. He was the first real positive male model in my life. And he called me young blood. He said, young blood, you're not going to become a revolving part of this, this system. So I picked myself up after jail, went to work for a nuclear waste con container factory, community college at night, ended back at the University of Georgia and went from a jail cell to Deloitte in, in two, in three years. So I was really proud of that. But fast forward 36 to 36 years old, when I was at junior partner and ended up in that ditch, I never dealt with those insecurities, those fears, those not good enoughs and that anger and rage that just came out in business competition. And at that point, my brother, is when I decided to lead myself, is participate in my own rescue, get great coaching, get great therapists, read all the books I could get my hand on and find out who Tommy was. Not this insecure guy who wore all these masks, tough guy, important guy, life of the party guy. I just wanted to be me. And in that three years, man, um, I never planned on leaving the financial consulting and public accounting world. But when I just became me and became quiet and not this arrogant, insecure man anymore. I just became Tommy. My income doubled, my network 10x. I went from junior partner to senior partner, international international practice leader to being elected to the board of directors. 
and just by being a good guy. But here's the better part. Not only did my money nubble and I went from 90 hours a week to 30 hours a week, but my marriage went from life support to solid. I was happy, peaceful, fulfilled, and found just true joy in life, man. And so that was the big transitions for me. And before I wrote this book and before I became this coach, so how I became a coach, it fell in my lap, man. I never planned on leaving that world as all of these executives, entrepreneurs, bankers, lawyers, my network started reaching out to me saying, hey, man, you've transformed a whole lot, brother. How did you do it? I want some of that in my life because I didn't give up my ambition and drive, but I did find some peace of mind, success and happiness in life. So that's my story, brother. It's a hell of a story, Tommy. Holy cow. Uh, (laughs) It's unbelievable. And I think that so many people can identify with that, maybe not quite to the extreme, but just feeling like I'm not really myself. This isn't exactly what I wanted. I've put myself in, I've worked hard and I've gotten to a place, but it just doesn't quite feel like everything's just right. So kudos to you for, you know, not only feeling that, but actually doing something about it. I wonder how, it sounds like a lot of what happened was you, you found your authentic self, you tapped into your essence and it really unblocks some things. Well, you tell me just a little bit more about that process. You mentioned some some resources you use, but what was that experience like? How do you how did you know when you found like, yeah, this is what I'm all about? Yeah. So, Matt, that's a great question. So the truth is, is during that time in my life, my wife and I were going through a lot of marriage counseling and that's just me owning it. Clearly, <laughs> clearly we were not in a great shape. But, you know, the the counselors and I was closed. I couldn't feel I was just this competitive business bully guy and one one of those counselors that was helping my wife and I out uh, asked me to come alone. He goes, look, man, there is a place in Tennessee that can do more for you in seven days than I can do in seven years. And I didn't know what he meant at the time, but he saw this anger, this rage, this closeness, this, 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 this man who wanted to get out and be himself. And so I went to that facility in uh, for seven days in Nashville and they cut me open, made me feel in a beautiful, uh, safe setting. And then they put me all back together for three days. And after that point, they gave me tools from coaching to therapy to, I surrounded myself with the right people. I read every business and self-development book I can get on. I started a meditation practice. I started gratitude. So I've had all these tools to start rewiring my heart, mind, and soul for lack of a better word to find out who I was to take down all this fake armor and mask and just to be me. And I, I still work on it to this day. I, this is not what it sounds like to have it all figured out, brother. And so I do the work every day, the reps to build my heart muscle, my mind muscle, to lead myself so that God willing, I can go lead others. I can coach others. I can be a better man, a better husband, a better coach, a better mentor. And so that's how I did it. And I still do it to this day. I work on myself. I lead myself, which is the most selfless thing we can do, by the way, so that God willing, I can go lead others. I think it's, it's, it's inspiring and it's so uh, approachable in the sense that, you know, you're, you're talking about doing and, and putting in the work on yourself. And it's one thing that we always talk about is that self-mastery is the first of my three pillars of leadership, followed by inspiring others and delivering results. But it all starts with self-mastery. You've got to have that that curiosity, the willingness to make yourself vulnerable and, and to find that self-compassion. And it's, it's hard. I want to pick up on something else that you said, too, which was about feeling closed. I know that whenever my status quo gets attacked or if I feel like something's not quite right, that's exactly the feeling that I have is I get closed up and I try to put things back the way they were as opposed to being open to possibility. Like, how does that how does that work? You know, can you say a little bit more about what it's like to be closed like that? Yeah, I think um, and I'm, I'm going to speak for the majority and uh, a, a lot of us when we feel closed or we get scared or insecure or things aren't going away or we make a mistake or we have an integrity, whatever it is, we start isolating. 
and we start numbing ourselves. And that could be in a hundred different ways. It could be isolating, it could be TV, it could be food, it could be boot. I mean, there's a thousand ways that we can numb ourselves. And social media is one, 24 hours of Netflix, whatever it be, but we isolate. And that's exactly the time we need to be reaching out and connecting. Because I, th I think COVID wasn't just about COVID. It was about how isolated we felt. And then we had to sit in a room with ourselves, right? And then we had to really experience who we were. So uh, here's the thing that I hope that everyone hears. I don't care where you are in life, how successful you are, as we all have mistakes, things that were done to us, things we've done, things we regret, things we don't want people to know. And we all have these feelings of insecurity, worry, fear. We're not alone in that. We're not freaks. We all have them. I mean, I've had some major successes in my life and some really ridiculous failures. And so we've all had them. And when we know we're not alone, we can, we can lean into that and use it not as an anchor that holds us down, but use it as a floor to stand on with gratitude and use it to compel us forward. But what we do to be closed is we stop doing the work. We stop moving forward. We stop taking action. We stop reaching out to the people who love and care about us. And we isolate and we, we start getting in what I call a downward spiral. And it can lead to some deep, dark places for some of us. Yeah, I love that. I love the, the message of connect. And I love the message of do the work. You got to do the work. And something I always say, too, is you got to make careful comparisons. A lot of times you see the external of people and you think they got it all together. I'm sure you work with some pretty successful, wealthy people in your, your prior life there. But you don't know what's going on, like, you know, between their ears and in their life. So, you know, it, it, don't be disheartened. Sometimes I think a lot of times on social and, and these other places, you get disheartened because you think everybody's killing it except me. And you're like, no. Not even close. And the work that I do now, I still get to the, the fortune to work with a lot of, you know, ambitious, driven entrepreneurs and executives. And here's what the data says is that all of us struggle in some degree with not good enough fears, insecurities, wanting more, that chasing that ghost of more, 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 and when. And we all, at some point in our life, struggle with our relationship with our significant other. In the stats, say eight out of 10 of us are, but especially the more ambitious and driven we are, the, the harder that becomes to nurture those relationships, to really build true intimacy with our family, our friends, our kids. And so what we've all got to realize is we're on this journey of life and we make it super, super hard. And social media with that comparison bug, that envy bug, nobody posts their, their crap. They're either posting their political opinions or they're posting their best selves. And that promotes envy, that promotes jealousy, that promotes judgment. And so we all struggle in our relationships. We all struggle with our own confidence and courage and self-esteem. We all have it. And I don't care if the people walk into my office that are worth $100 million or they're just getting started. We all have our own demons and we're all telling ourselves these stories. And these stories are just lies between our news, our parents, our culture. There's these stories that live in our head. And what we can do if we do the work, the internal work, leading ourselves, we can rewrite that story and the ending can be a whole lot better. But in our Western culture, man, between envy and jealousy and chasing the ghost of more and when, when I have this, I will be happy. BS. You're going to be say you, wherever you are, wherever you go, there you are, right? You're, you you got to cultivate happiness. You got to cultivate courage. You got to cultivate self-esteem. And so that comparison and envy bug that we all put our best selves out there on Instagram fabulous, that's just nonsense. Yeah. And I, this podcast for a lot of aspiring leaders and leaders who want to make, uh, reach that next level, whatever that means in their career inside of organizations. And I hear a lot of them saying, I'm watching people around me get promoted ahead of me, 
and I'm not getting noticed or, you know, I'm not, and, and there's this, they tell stories to themselves, you know, and, and I think helping them break through is one of these concepts I saw from you called the zone of brilliance. And I love, doggone it, Tommy, I love it, zone of brilliance. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about what that is. And then for us as, as aspiring leaders, these people who, who are listening today, how do we get into that zone of brilliance? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll go to zone of brilliance in a second, but I want to start that if you're not getting promoted or you're not being as successful as you want, here's the truth, man. Go find the nearest mirror and look at it. That is both the problem and the solution. So there's something that you're not executing in your life, in your leadership. And so you have to lead yourself first. You have to, to be respected by others. You got to respect yourself. To be loved by others, you got to love yourself. So you've got to lean in and lead yourself first. And once you do that, let's talk about the zone of brilliance. So the zone of brilliance, if you want more profit in your life or you want more efficiency, you want more happiness and you want to be more successful at work, and this is easier said than done, but I have found it to be absolutely true. If you can spend four, two to four hours a day in your zone of brilliance, and what does that mean? That means you're very, very good at it and you enjoy doing it. And so most of us aspiring leaders, whether you're in a corporate job or you're entrepreneurs, there's a reason you're doing what you're doing. It's probably because you've done the reps and you have confidence in that particular skill and you're really good at doing it. But you've got to stay in the things that you really enjoy doing. And you must outsource almost 90% of the rest. So if you're a great salesperson, you need to be selling. If you're a technology person, you need to be doing technology. If you're a great people person, you need to be doing people. And not accounting, operations, admin, checking email, and get out of control and perfectionism. And we all struggle with that to some degree because this is our lives, it's our careers, and we think we're better than everybody else, and we just simply aren't. <clears throat> so zone of brilliance is about doing what your God-given talents are and things you enjoy doing because that's truly what you're good at. That's where time stops. That's where you'll be most efficient. That's where you'll be happiness. But we get tied up in checking email. And by the way, email is someone else's to-do list, by the way. Go check your email right now and look at how many people are telling you to do something. So it's really not that efficient. And I think people struggle. I think people try to multitask. And by the way, 99 out of 100 people cannot multitask. And you are not the one. I know that one person on the listen to this podcast says, I am that one. No, you're not. You're just not. And so we get caught up in multitasking, we get caught up in messaging, we get caught up in emails and operations and accounting and finance, and why am I not doing this and blah, blah, blah. It's just overwhelming. But if you can get down to your, if you can cut it down to simplicity, cut out the noise, no email, no phone, no messaging, no distraction, because we can't multitask. And you can stay with what you're got. If I'm not coaching or running retreat or speaking on a podcast or writing content, I'm not in my zone of brilliance. I've got a great accounting team. I've got a great administration team. I've got a great sales team. I've got a chief experience officer. I've got a CFO. I've got all these people around me that are in their zones of brilliance so that I can coach. I can run retreats. I can go speak at conferences. I can speak on these podcasts. That's what I need to be doing. And if I'm not doing that four hours, I'm not doing my job. And it's the old Bill Belichick. Do your job. But if you want to be more happy in work, more efficient work, more profitable work, you must stay in your zone of brilliance. I love it. I'm hearing those themes come through loud and clear when it comes to you know, self-knowledge, understanding what you're all about. What is your zone of brilliance? You know, what is it that you're really, really good at, like you said, and, and also love doing? And then the self-discipline, right? The self-discipline to stay there. You actually have to follow through. And it's hard to tell people no when that email comes in, but you got to. Otherwise, you're just not going to be at your best for those around you. I love So it. I love true. It. The number one failure that I believe that's in leadership today is lack of self-awareness truly knowing thyself what we see in the mirror is probably not what everybody else is seeing what we think we're good at is probably not what that is 
So we must know thyself. We must know our God-given talents. We must know our strengths. We must know our weaknesses. And we got to focus there, work on the rest. But the most important thing, if I, if I keep just beating the drum, is in order to lead others, you must lead yourself first, period. I dig it. I dig it. And it, I mentioned in the top that you wrote the book Legendary and, and you help your clients live legendary lives. I wonder if you might tell us, and I'm sure it's, it's building even on top of what we've been talking about so far, but what does it mean to be legendary? Well, that, the reason we picked the title Legendary is because if I said Tommy Breed loves Legendary, you would laugh me off the screen and, I, and that would be rightfully so. So what I love about the title Legendary, it's given to us by our peers, society, culture and family. And we can be horrible legends or great legends. And it has to nothing to do with money, power, and success. It has to do with impact. It has to do with net giving. It has to do with serving. And so when we wrote the book Legendary, it was literally the book that would have saved my life at 36 and 18 when I had those massive collapse. So what does it mean to be legendary? Let's start here. It's a first about taking action in your life, intentional action in your life. You can take action and go the wrong way and you can go a wrong, uh, you know, you've gone the wrong way, brother. You know what I'm saying? And you went a long way down that road. So it starts with taking action. It starts with knowing your purpose and each human being in this on this planet has a purpose during each season of their life. What is your purpose during this season of life? It's about being the master of your time. How do you reconquer your time? How do you get rid of that word busy? And how do you manifest the time in your life? Because we all have the same 24 hours a day. It's about building a world-class network of friends. It's about building financial confidence toward financial freedom. And ultimately, it's about mastering your mindset developing unconditional love and respect and confidence and courage in yourself so that you can go lead others. It's about building those intimate relationships with your significant other, your friends and your family. And finally, it's about living the good life. And I think why it's become a Wall Street and USA Today bestseller is because it's fun. It's simple. But the most important thing, it's not about me. It's about the work. It is actionable. It is baby tips wherever you're struggling in your life. Is it your relationships? Is it your success? Is it your money? Is it your happiness? Is it your stress? Is it your time? Whatever section of your life that is missing, it's in that book. And there are simple, simple, simple things for you to go execute, which I do every single day. And this is not, again, what it sounds like to have it all going on. But I work my tail off every single day to be a little bit better than I was yesterday. So that God willing, when my time expires on this earth, and it will that I've left this beautiful planet and my fellow humans and my family and my clients and, and, and myself a little bit better than I found it when I got here. I love it. I love it. I encourage everybody to check it out. I feel like uh, the term you use simple, but not easy. All right. It's simple, as you said, but it, it doesn't mean it's easy. You got to work at it. But boy, the, the rewards just it, everything feels so much more natural when you find that and you can kind of live congruent with that. It's, it's really something. Yeah, it's not easy because if you if you don't think we're emotionally and mentally weak in this country, watch any 24-hour news network or look on social media. If it was easy, everyone would do it. But that's why only the 10% of the 10% is because they lean in every day with coaching, with self-development, with conversations, with surrounding themselves with positive people and doing the daily work on their physical muscles, their heart muscles, their mind muscles, and their soul muscles to be the best person they can be in that day. And there's very few people that do that, but it's a very simple formula. All you got to do is take intentional action. And in 365 days, it will pay compounding interest in your life. I love it. I love it. And I love how you said it's the book, the book you wish you had back in the day. So you, you wrote something that's going to serve those people who are in that situation. It's It reminds me very much of, of why I started the podcast and started talking about leadership because, you know, Got these gray whiskers a little further along. I want to give something back to those who are up and coming. Um, but the, the legendary 
uh, framework that you laid out there, it seems like a, a clear roadmap to life, you know, certainly broader than what I cover. And uh, it, it sounds like it's, it's fabulous. I, I love it. And it, Thank it, you, brother. It, it kind of leads me to, uh, to, to a game segment. I wrote a game for you, Tommy. It's, Let's I, I do it. I call this game No Longer Living Legends. I believe all of these people are dead. But having said that, they were legends in their time. And so I'm going to give you some clues to see if you can guess who the legend is, right? We'll go, it'll, be, it'll be easy and we'll go fast. Here we go. First one, English playwright, wrote Hamlet and Othello, did his work at the Globe Theater. Shakespeare, definitely a legend. Legendary writer. There you go. Second one, uh, issued the Gettysburg Address and the Emancipation Proclamation and wore that cool stovepipe hat. A best president of all time, Mr. Lincoln. A legendary president, absolutely. I love, love learning about Lincoln. He was a fascinating cat. Oh, my God, he was fascinating. Unbelievable. Uh, next one, referred to himself as the greatest, floated like a butterfly, originally named Cassius Clay. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, legendary <laughs> boxer. Boy, there's never been another one like him either. He's just a fascinating dude. It. Yes, indeed. Uh, I will right, we'll switch gears here a little bit. Now we got a guy who gave us the formula uh, E equals MC squared. Came up with a theory of relativity. Had that wild hair. He's over my left shoulder. It's Einstein. Is that right? You got him over yeah, your left shoulder? Picture there? Einstein literally over my left shoulder. Nice. I love <laughs> Great Einstein. biography, by the way. Great well, biography. Yeah, the more, I'm going to have to check that out because the more I learn about him, the more uh, interesting. He's, he's very layered. I, I hadn't really appreciated that when I first uh, you hear the, the popular stories about him. We'll go to the last one here. Uh, this is a painter, painted uh, Mona Lisa, The Last Supper, and drew the drawing of the Vertuvian Man. Smartest person that ever lived on this earth, Leonardo da Vinci. Bang, he got them all. <laughs> Talk about legendary. That was a legendary performance at our game here. That was I, awesome, Tommy. I, Tommy. One thing I do is read a lot, brother. So Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, I love I've it. I've almost read every single one of those people's biographies. So there you go. I, I had an unfair advantage. <laughs> I think it's awesome. And I, I, it's always said, leaders are readers. And uh, you, you know, you're leading people to the better lives. I, I love the, the construct you laid out for us. I love what you've dropped with us today. My last question for you, Tommy, where can my listeners go to learn more about you? Absolutely. If you're interested in a retreat or leaning in to be a better leader, to be a better father, husband, wife, mother, um, just to be better in life, to make, you know, just to be happier and more successful in whatever it is, check us out at TommyBreedLove.com. We're running retreats. We've got conferences. We've got masterminds. But if you just want, or you can find the book Legendary at all your favorite bookstores. If you're not a reader, I will read it to you on Audible. So just, just kind of know that. But if you're also looking for more inspirational, life tactics, business tactics, leadership tactics, and money tactics. Check us out on Instagram at Tommy Breedlove, LinkedIn at Tommy Breedlove, Facebook at Tommy Breedlove. And we put love, light, goodness, habits, positivity, and life hacks out there instead of all that darkness and envy, man. So check us out on social media, but we're everywhere. And uh, it's just been an honor, Matt. Thank you for uh, letting us be here, brother. Absolutely, Tommy. I get you your message in my inbox every morning. And so what I'll do is I'll put those links to some of those references you put in there in the show notes. So if you're listening right now, you're only one click away from finding Tommy everywhere. So Tommy, thanks again for being on the show. Can't thank you enough. Matt, what an honor, brother. Here are my rambunctious top three takeaways from today's episode. One, lead thyself. Put yourself under the microscope and figure out what you're all about. Resolve to convert self-awareness into intentional action. Two, Put in the reps. Be prepared to put in the hard work. Success won't come easily, but it will show up if you show up. 3. Be legendary. Don't fixate on money, power, and prestige. Make yours a life of giving, gratitude, and service. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider hitting the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for making this investment in your leadership ability, and thanks for sharing this podcast with another aspiring leader who needs to hear it. 
All right, leaders, until next time, don't just manage the business when you can lead the people. He's over my left shoulder. It's Einstein. Is that right? You got him over yeah, your left shoulder? Yeah, Einstein literally over my left shoulder. Nice. <laughs>